Join Planet Fitness now through March 16th and get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment in $22.99 a month. You'll enjoy an upgraded experience with tons of perks. Like access to more than 2,000 locations worldwide? Yep. Super soothing hydro massage chairs? Yes. Can I bring a friend every time? Sure. Can my friend be a horse? Mm, nay. Uh, sorry. Get the PF Black Card and feel fitzacular. Zero enrollment, $22.99 a month. Deal ends March 16th. See Club for details. Blog Talk Radio. Stopping my shine They try to break me, try to take me out But I got Jesus on my side So bad I thought it would die But ain't no power stronger than the one that came and laid on his life And I got mountains to climb But the enemy can't stop me Cause there's a calling on my life Turned out to be the greatest victory of my life Cause when it comes 
Good evening and good evening and good evening and welcome back to Blessings Our Grace our Radio Learners Lounge Thursday. We are so elated to be back with you tonight. We've had an intermission of a couple of weeks, but now we're back, 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 back again. And we're ready for you to learn in Learners Lounge Thursday. Tonight the doctor is in, he will be teaching with you. We're just elated that you have been patient with us, that you have still shared our show thought about us enough to tell somebody else to listen to our show. That means a lot, too, as we've had some pretty exciting things since the last time we were here actively on the show. We had our convocation back in August. This is September on the 12th. Our church, especially our pastor's 18th, but the church as a whole, we celebrated our national bishop and his 60 years of a legacy. That's right, the big six zero, six decades Five generations later, he's still preaching and teaching the Word of God. So that was pretty awesome that we had an opportunity to uplift the man of God and to share in his success of 60 years. Don't get no better than that, in my opinion. However, we've been here on the broadcast for the last 11 years with you guys. We're here and we're just ready to be able to teach and preach with you. On Wednesday nights, we pray with you. We take all your prayers, your petitions, your praise reports, your testimonies. We take it all to the throne of grace on prayer room Wednesday night. That's at 9.30. But a quick announcement for you guys. Starting next, we're going to change our time. That way we have more people having the opportunity to come on. So our time is going to be starting next week. Our time will change. And if I'm not mistaken, confirming with Bishop, our time will be from 8 p.m. until 9 p.m. So it won't be 9.30 to 10.30 anymore. It'll be from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. That way everyone's home from work because after 9, a lot of people do tend to get their rest for the next day. It's absolutely understandable. So after years of being 9.30 until 10.30, we are now 11 years later. We're changing our time slot, and it will now be from 8 tonight, p.m. on Wednesdays for prayer and prayer room Wednesday or throne room Wednesday, whichever you'd like to call it. I call it both. And then on Thursdays from 8 to 9 p.m. for Learner Lounge Thursday. That's what we're going to do. And that's awesome. We're switching our time so more people can get on. So if you know people, anybody, tell everybody our time has changed. Let everyone you know to call in Wednesdays for prayer starting next Wednesday. They can call in from 8 to 9 p.m. for prayer. And then on Thursdays, they can get their learning on on Learning Sounds Thursday. So we appreciate you so much for just listening in and joining in with us. Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in, and he will be teaching with you now. God bless you all. Thank you, Sister Ketasha, for bringing us on again tonight. It's good to be back, amen, to bring you the word of God and food for thought tonight. God bless everyone out there in Radio Land. I have been missing you, been under the weather, amen, for a few weeks and wasn't able to get on the radio, but thank God for all of your prayers. The Lord is bringing me back this way. God bless again. We thank the Lord for being in the land of the living. There are so many have left here since the last time, amen, that we have spoken unto you. 
We're getting right into the Word of God tonight. Amen. Don't have much time tonight. Amen. But I will now says, amen, that 8 o'clock on uh, uh, next week, praise the Lord, we're going to try to move this thing down to 8 o'clock to 8.30. Amen. And on Thursday night, the same thing. We're not switching, amen, Wednesdays and Thursdays, but just bringing the time down, praise the Lord. Hopefully, amen, that we can engage in more of our listeners. God bless you. We love you out there in Radio Land. Jesus said, you should know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That's all, amen, I believe in and standing on truth. Amen. Truth first, amen, uh, uh, hit me before it hits you. So, amen, if it hit me and I walk in the truth, I know you can also walk in the truth. Calling your attention tonight, amen, to a very familiar chapter tonight. That is St. John, amen, the third chapter, verse 1 through 8. And the reason says, there was a man of the Pharisees. His name was Nicodemus, who was the ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and says unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou dost except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not, I say unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind blows where it listeth. And thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it comes and whether it goes. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Romans chapter 6 and verse 1 and 6 says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abide? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer there in it? Know ye not that so many of us as was baptized into Jesus Christ? We were baptized unto his death. Wherefore, we are buried with him by baptism under death. That like as Christ was risen up from the dead by the glory of the Father, 
Even so, we also shall walk in the newness of life. For if we have been together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Jesus, come in contact with a man by the name of Nicodemus. Back in that day, a very famous man, very well-known man, he also belonged to the Sanhedrin court. He would look up to people's amen that belonged to the Sanhedrin at that time. But this man, Nicodemus, saw Jesus. And there was something about Jesus that drew his attention. Oh, he saw many men, because he was around men every day. But there was something about this man we call Jesus. He drew Nicodemus' attention. Nicodemus was a Jew. But he came to Jesus by night. I don't know why he come to Jesus by night. There are many things that is said why he might have come to Jesus by night. But however, the Bible says he came to Jesus by night. You know, it doesn't make any difference whether you come to Jesus by night or by day, just since you come. Came to Jesus being curious. He say, Rabbi, mean master, you are a man of the cloth. I'm looking at you, but we know that thou art a teacher. We know that there are some inspiring words in you. Your words are inspirational. They're not just words. Your words come alive when you speak. They are bold. They are encouraging. And that got my attention. He said, we know that thou art a teacher. We know that you come from God. You didn't come from earth. You come from God. Look at the insight that Nicodemus had just looking at Jesus because he didn't know him. But he know he come from God. He said, for no man, no earthly man, no uh, man that is born of a woman could do what you've done. No man can do these miracles that thou dost, except God is with him. He knew God was with Jesus. God was with Jesus. Nicodemus, amen. Being a man that didn't have a spirit of the Lord, but had some spiritual discernment, he knew that God was with Jesus. 
I wonder can you look out in your life or take the word of God and as you read it, can you see that God is with Jesus? Can you look beyond the body that Jesus is in and look at the power and demonstration of the work and his words that he teaches, the miracle that he performs, and can you see God being in Jesus? That's what drew Nicodemus' attention. He saw something very powerful, something very unusual in this man. Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born again? And this is when we find out carnality is in every mankind. To be carnal-minded is death, but to be spiritually-minded is life and is peace. We got a world today is full of education. Got all kind of diplomas and degrees, but they are carnal-minded. The end of our subject will be death. Then you got some does not have a degree at all. And have seen what Nicodemus seen in Jesus, they are spiritual-minded. And they speak life to a dying world. Jesus was talking about a new birth. You you got this, Nicodemus. I know you're an old man, but there is a need. Before you leave this earth, there is a need for you to make a change. There is a need for you to be renewed in the spirit. We call that the new birth. Being born again. We have only a brief description of the sitting where man was untouched by sin. Adam and Eve enjoying and an arrangement that no human have experienced. They lived in a world absent of violence, suffering, comfort, and frustration. The only evil was the visit of Satan. And the only dangers was the forbidden fruit. There was a life of peace, tranquility, unknown in today's coatic world. The most wonderful thing they enjoyed was their fellowship with God. Their innocence provided them with fellowship with the Lord. They were innocent at that time, and 
They knew no sin, didn't know what sin was, didn't know what no wrongness was. Only they knew what was right. But in our human society, because of these two disobeyed the Lord, whether you realize it or not, they are our father and our mothers. They call all humanity is to have a fallen, sinful, disobedient nature. The Bible declares and says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, just like we were born in sin, the Lord is telling Nicodemus that he can be born out of sin. It is very important, my brothers and sisters, for you to pay these scriptures close attention. A man, Jesus, thoroughly made it plain and says, amen, that a man must be born again. The only way, amen, that we can get into the kingdom of heaven, understand that new birth that Jesus was talking about, we got to be born again. Nicodemus was somewhat misunderstood in his own nature because he didn't know what that meant. As I travel the highways and hedges and people today, they still don't know the meaning. Or many of them don't know the true meaning of what it means to be born again. My brothers and sisters, all this was suddenly spoiled when they rebelled and ate the forbidden fruit. Now, don't, amen, try to blame Adam and Eve for everything, eating the forbidden fruit. God tell you and I, every day, not to eat that forbidden fruit. But many of us want to live on that forbidden fruit. We don't want to change. We don't want a new nature. We want evil to constantly proceed in our thoughts and in our heart, and in our ideal. But the Lord warns us, we are not to eat of that forbidden fruit. That forbidden fruit brings on sin, and sin brings on death. Sin brings on misery. Sin brings on sickness. Sin brings on anxiety. Sin brings on trouble. Sin destroys a nation. They are innocent. It was backing with guilt. They were guilty. They know they had did wrong. They were guilty. And you and I 
When we do wrong, when we break the law of God, we feel guilt. Our conscience, amen, make us feel guilty because we know we have broke the law of God. Their fellowship with God was drawing fleet. Their love they had for the Lord was not there like it was before. Sometimes Satan come and put his poison doubts and doubts in the midst of us and cause us to wean away from the fellowship of God. They were subsequently expelled from their beautiful garden home to dig from the earth by sweating and tall the centers of life. They had to work hard now because they disobeyed God. That's why poverty is in the land today. That's why, amen, so many people are poor today. It is because of sin. It is because man do not want to be born again. Man do not want to change. And they have to pay for it. The wedge of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Now a relationship with God becomes intent, strange. Their relationship come to be strange with the Lord now. Where they used to get up and praise him, they don't want to praise him anymore. Where they were able is to look up on his face, now they hide in their face. Where they used to say yes to all time in spirit, they're turning their back on him now. He was punished by God with suffering in childbearing and with the substitute road of her husband. She had to bring forth children and then had to obey her husband. This was because of sin. But she, when they were in the garden, she was free. She didn't know such things. And then a little thoughts came across her mind. But when you disobey God and want to be like God, as Satan say, I want to be above God, your eyes come open to another side of life. And you find out it's not as pleasant on that side as you thought it would be. Now the earth would reluctant yield its fruit. Therefore, quite much care and toil. If the earth was going to bring out anything for them to eat, it's going to cause some work. It cause some sweat on the eyebrow. Well, once they didn't have to think of that. A man must be born again. That does not eliminate a woman, amen, because a woman came out of a man. And it just lets us know that humanity, if we are going to see the kingdom of God, 
We have to have a change before we leave this earth. A lot of people say, I know the Lord and I love the Lord. And when they die, they say, I'm going to heaven. My brothers and sisters, let me share something with you. You can know of the Lord. You can even quote his word. But if you don't live what the word says, you ain't going to heaven. The fall of man had plundered effectively on all mankind from the time forward. We are still assessing the damage of the terrible rebellion. We, we, we're trying to assess it now, how much trouble the devil has caused us. The influence of their sin has redirected the entire course of human history. It didn't change everything. And not only have it changed everything, it's still changing everything. Look at it. Sin have us in an epidemic. 20 and 21, and don't seem like there is no answer. That forbidden fruit got us like that. We don't want to be born again. We want to follow the tenacious ways of Satan. And God allowing us to experience punishment. God's a good God, but God is a judge. God is justice. God is righteous. God is holy. And he says, I sit before you this day, life and death. Now it's left up to you to choose which one you're going to take. They felt guilty, the guilt of sin, and as a result, the loss of relationship with God. The world just about them lost their relationship with God. They don't want God no more. The Bible tells us in the book of Romans, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. They don't want to honor God anymore. They don't want to respect God. They want to be their own God. But all mankind has done is pulling themselves closer down to hell. But Nicodemus saw a man that can snatch you from hell and put your feet on the highway of holiness. Romans 5, 14 through 21 offer a comparison between Adam and Jesus Christ, both of whom are representatives, the head of the human race. 
Adam's sin has a pervasive effect upon the entire human race. For every person is now born into the world with a sinful nature. We all were born into this world. We are born in sin, and we are shaped in iniquity. All of us were born with a sinful nature. As I made a statement early, just as we were born in a sinful nature, Jesus Christ come that we might be born again out of this sinful nature. Not that infants have sin, but they have a sinful nature inheritance from Adam. Little babies have not sinned, but their nature is sinful. Jesus Christ stated, not as a problem, but as an anathesis to Adam. As Adam's sin affects the entire human race, so the redemption work of Christ, Jesus Christ, affects every human taking an opportunity to him to experience eternal life. Now, just as Adam's sin, and it affected the entire human race, the redemption of Jesus Christ. If you want to come his way, he will redeem you. He'll buy, buy you back. That, amen, you may enjoy what Adam and Eve had in the beginning before they sinned. That is eternal life. Whereas by one man disobedient, many were made sinners. And just look at the sinners today. All over the coast, all over the face of the earth, we don't see nothing but sinners. Young people, middle-aged people, old people is sinners. How do you know they're sinners? They deeds to set it off on them. That's how you know they sent them. They're all over the face of the earth. So by the obedience of one should many be made righteous. That's Romans 5 and 19. If they only obey the words of Jesus, like Nicodemus is processing himself to do, he find out he know this man came from God. And I tell you, if you seek him, you'll also find out that he came from God. Matter of fact, not only did he come from God, but his word, his name is Emmanuel. I mean, God is with us. Jesus, the God-man, walked with us right here on earth. And all he ever asked us is to do was come. 
come and repent. Repentance means to come and turn around from the way that you have done. Drop the old deeds and habits that Satan has placed in your mind and in your body and in your thoughts. Drop those things that cause you to die spiritually daily. When God told Adam and Eve, the day that you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. Simply because they didn't physically die. At that moment, they kind of laughed and scummed at God. But my beloved brother, God gave them a slow death. From that moment on, their bodies began to change. And different things began to set in their minds. And they died slowly. God can't lie. Sin is unveiling. But the redemption work of Jesus Christ made God's grace available to every person. Now, amen, you can have the redemption grace of God. You can have his goodness. If you want it, you can have it. Those words were not echoed to Nicodemus alone, but it was echoed to humanity as a whole. Man, you must be born again. I, along with many billions of others, once I've engaged in this same word, I was a sinner. I was eating the forbidden fruit. But one day I recognized the words of Jesus. And under his redemption, under his plan, I came and I repented. I repented of all of my sin, not some of them. And Jesus gave me fellowship with him. I still have that fellowship. That's why I'm here tonight. Amen, speaking to you tonight. To let you know you can have that fellowship. A change can come into your life. I don't care how bad you have been or what you have done. He's willing to forgive you. His grace is sufficient for you. And then your weakness is trying to make you perfect. The scripture confirmed, amen, that death ranged from Adam to Moses in Romans 5 and 14. Making it certain, amen, that people live during this period was subject to the consequence of Adam's sin. Everybody from Adam to Moses they were subject to the consequence. Of Adam's sin. They live without the law. Did not exempt them from the inhabited fall fallen stage. The law did not exempt them. 
they still was under the penalty of sin. The law of Moses, amen, did not solve the sin problem. But it did make man more conscious of his sin nature and behavior. It decided that it woke him up, let him know, amen, that he was done wrong. The Bible says what the law could not do is that it was weak. God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to condemn sin in the flesh. Jesus come in the likeness of sinful flesh. The flesh that Jesus had on was not sinful. It may look to sinful, but it was not sinful. But it comes to condemn sin right here in the flesh. Uh, before the law came, people was not kneeling uh, aware of their rebellious nature. See, amen, Paul said he didn't know sin but by the law. The law had to teach him what sin was. The law, amen, teaches us, amen, that we're going to get a ticket if we run a red light. That's, amen. Our stop sign. The law teaches us. You done broke the law. Now you're going to have to pay the penalty. But the law, amen, is like a mirror reflecting man's flow, giving him a consent, reminding of his sinful state. In this way, and testifying men gripped with his sin for 1,500 years, men attempt to obey the law. They attempt to obey the law, but the law was not in effect. Beloved, Jesus is telling you tonight, you must be born again. All over the face of the earth, if you don't know, the man that died on Calvary for you can change you. You can have a new nature. Not only can you have a new nature, but now you can enter into his kingdom. The Lord is looking for people that want to ask him for forgiveness. My time is just about out tonight. Thank God, amen, for being able to share this little with you tonight. Pray for Dr. Moore and his staff here in Apple Valley. And we hope for amen next week. We'll see you about 8 o'clock. Amen. And pray God give us strength that we continue in the word of God. You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early?
enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar. And you get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar. And you get your day started on a high note. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.